Hey, it's your girl, Ashley Gray, coming to you with another episode of Girl Code 101. And this is part three of my series called Relationships. Stay tuned. Hey everybody, welcome back. So, if you have not heard part one and part two of this relationship series, I strongly suggest that you go back and listen to both parts. The first week I spoke on friends, so you got the whole relationship spill when it comes to your friends. And then last week I spoke on the topic of romantic relationships with my husband. Well, today, I'm going to talk about a relationship that a lot of people kind of don't think is a relationship, but actually is. It's the relationship you have with your family. And this relationship, I personally feel like is the most important of all the relationships that you will encounter in your life, because the relationship with your family is literally the groundwork for every type of relationship that you have. If you grew up in a family that didn't communicate, whether it was through something that happened in the family and it just kind of broke off, or it's just generational where it's just generations of non-communicating people and it just kept passing down because nobody stopped it and it just got to you. And so you don't even, you don't know how to communicate with people. When it's time for you to get into maybe a romantic relationship, you don't know how to communicate with your partner because you never learned when it came to dealing with the relationship of your family. Or maybe if your family has a lot of trust issues, like they don't really trust people and they don't even have to be inside the family. It can just be you, you watch maybe your aunt or your uncle, um, become skeptical of every single person that they encounter well when it's time for you to make friends because that's all you've seen when you were growing up in your family relationship when it comes time for you to build friendships with people it's hard for you because you can't trust them because that's what you've been grown to know in your family relationships okay but on the flip side of that if your family, if you came from a loving family and they just kind of taught you, you just love and, you know, be there and be supportive and stuff like that, you take that out. And when it you take that out of your family relationships and you start building that with, you know, that love and being supportive and trying to help people, you start building that outside of the family relationships because that may be something that you learned in your family relationships. So family relationships are the core, the the blueprint, the groundwork of every type of relationship that you will encounter. And if you weren't given the good necessary tools to handle other relationships, you struggle a bit. So I know for me, when it came to different things in um, my family, because my family is really, we're really close and we're really loving and, you know, stuff like that. And so for me, I was always just like, I was always taught, you know, love and, you know, be nice and be kind and, you know, stuff like that. So I took those traits from my family relationships growing up, especially because I was really close with my cousins. And to be honest, like most of my cousins, they were like brothers um, and brothers and sisters. So I took that love that I had and that I was taught and I would bring that into every single type of relationship that I had. So when I had friends, I always brought love and support 
in my friendships when I dated I always brought love and support in the romantic relationships that I were that I was in even when it came to you know like co-workers and sometimes acquaintances I will always bring you know support and you know understanding and love so that was what I was one of the things that I was taught in my um in my family relationship so it's it's so important that those skills and those traits be put into um, put into you from your family. Now, and, I, and the way it kind of sounds right now, if you listen to one and two of this series, it kind of seems like the relationship on families is like, wow, Ashley, like you're sounding, you know, kind of pessimistic, a little bit kind of like negative. But I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand that you grew up. This is a relationship that from a baby up until an adult, like you grew up with these people. It's not like with your friends, like you, you maybe kind of met in like elementary school or middle school or the, the person you're dating, you kind of met, you know, in your teen years or early 20s. Like, no, this is the relationship that you have built from a baby. <laughs> and so there are a lot of people who did not get dealt good hands when it came to um, relationships with their families. There are some people that may not know their father or their mother or, or, or their parents at all. Sometimes people have had to um, live with grandma or aunt or uncle. And that's kind of an, uh, an experience for them because it's like, you know, kind of where, where's my parents or, you know, stuff like that. Like I knew from, I know for me, like my dad passed away when I was 10 and that was a real traumatic thing for me because here I am with a mom and a mom and dad and life is good and you know stuff like this and then just like a halt like no more dad (laughs) you know what I'm saying so the comfort that I had of just having um my dad around I no longer had and so my whole entire life as you know me and my mom like me our whole entire life changed because my dad was no longer there. And so there were some traits that I really didn't pick up because a lot of the time, you know, I was just kind of like helping taking care of my mom because she started to get sick. And it was um, a lot of things that I kind of needed or traits and stuff that I needed as a kid that I really didn't get because of just kind of like the, the tailspin of just everything after my dad passed away. So just kind of going off of that there's a lot of times different situations happen um when it comes to our family and we just stuff like I said just stuff just happens you know and when stuff just kind of happens you just kind of have to go with the flow and just kind of do the best you can but in some instances you kind of have to be mindful of when things in your family are toxic and what I mean by toxic um traits or characteristics that run through your family that are not good traits and so like you hear someone say oh that situation is toxic or that person is toxic that means that that's something that you don't want to get near or something that you don't want to pick up and so anybody that's listening to this right now someone is probably saying yep I have that one family member and they're toxic just their whole demeanor how they treat people what they say how they act or you or someone to say well this has been in my family for years like this is like five generations of you know this type of trait and And, you know, I'm the third or the fourth generation now, and I'm starting to pick up those habits unbeknownst to me of where they even came from. And so that's when you really have to start trying to figure out what those traits are to be able to avoid them and move on. So, for example, you can be the third and fourth generation of 
um, family members who have a real terrible temper. Like your your grandfather had a really bad temper, and so um, or your great grandfather had a really bad temper, and your grandfather had a bad temper, and your dad had a bad temper, and then you're trying to figure out why no one can say something to you without you wanting to punch them or punch a wall, and you're like, whoa, like this isn't me. Those are toxic traits that have come down from generations in your family and you have to be mindful of what they are so you know when they're trying to um, attach themselves to you so you can fix it and a lot of times y'all like I, I saw this one quote where it said um I saw it on Facebook it was like I'm in therapy for people who should have been in therapy like people there are people in therapy right now trying to heal from things that the person or the group of people who hurt them should have been in therapy for but nobody ever stepped up and said this is a problem and I think we should get this problem fixed and there are a lot of things like that that are just kind of fluctuating within families and you know what I'm saying everybody has their own families and everybody has different things that attach themselves to different family members and you could see it in just a generation or sometimes even um you can be the first generation of it. Unfortunately, you can be the first generation of of the bad temper or you can be the um, the first one in the generation of um, not being able to manage money good or you can be the first one in the generation to um, always stay in trouble. Like, unfortunately, it could start with you, but you have to be the one to say, OK, this is not going to start with me but it's going if it's already going on it's definitely going to end with me and so we have to really pay attention to those things and like I said when it comes to the family relationship this is the family relationship that you've been with from as a baby and so you've had time to see it and you've had time to watch those different types of things transpire around you but you have to be the one to break those generational cycles that constantly keep happening now do you love your family? I truly believe so. I truly believe that um, people have people may have different types of people in their relationship, in their families that they're just kind of like, you know, I can't stand this person or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, there's somebody in your family or even a group of people in your family that you still love and that you still care about. And y'all family is hard. <laughs> like with friends, you can break it off and say, I'm never going to be your friend again, or romantic relationships. You can say we're done. We broken up. But when it comes to the family, like that's blood, <laughs> that's DNA. Like you're always going to be connected to those, to those people. But just because you're their blood relatives and you're connected to them, that doesn't necessarily mean you constantly have to accept the toxic traits and the toxic behavior in the family so you have to be the one to say enough is enough let's try to make the situation better or let's try to do something better and especially if you know if you're a teenager listening to this or you're a young person you can see sometimes um, the traits in the family that you can see where it's trying to come to you as well and you have to be the one to say nope that's not me that's not me you know what I'm saying? Um, I know for me, one of my things um, in my family is like, especially with my, um, it's crazy because it's like um, both side, like my dad's uh, mom and dad and my mom's mom and dad and then my dad and my mom, like so many different types of health issues run in my family. And um, my biggest fear, just super transparent moment, my biggest fear is always um, to get 
you know, sick. Like my dad passed away with a heart attack and his mom had a heart attack. And, you know, um, my grandmother on my mom's side, she had congestive heart failure. My, uh, my grandfather, um, died of a type of cancer. And then my grand, my grandpa on my dad's side also died with, um, a type of cancer. So it's just like, gosh, and with my mom, she has, you know, different types of health problems, like as far as strokes are concerned. And my dad, like I said, my dad passed away with a heart attack. So my biggest fear is to have one of those type of illnesses. But I'm trying my hardest daily to make sure that that stops with me. Those conditions stop with me. So I'm trying my best to make sure that I eat right and that I exercise and that I take care of myself. And so when I have kids, you know, saying that that generational cycle can stop with me so with that it doesn't go down to my kids and their kids and their kids so it's y'all sometimes it, it's stuff in the family that we just got to break and we have to say it stops with us it's not going to continue with us oh man I see I see that type of trait trying to get on me no I'm not going to accept it oh I see when I get angry and I want to punch a wall and and I look at my mom and my dad and they do the exact same thing but no that's going to stop with me like I'm not going to do that or oh man like every person in my family like I see all my cousins they're they don't care about school they're not trying to better themselves they're not trying to do the best they can well that's going to stop with me we have to say that those family, those generational cycles, especially those toxic ones, we have to say they have to stop with us because if it doesn't stop with us, it's just going to keep going. And then who's going to be the one to stop it? If it's not true, because you're aware of it now, when is it going to stop? Is it going to stop with you? Or are you going to let it go down to someone else and say, well, let that be someone else's problem. I, this is just the way I am. No, it's not the way you are. It's not the way you are and you don't have to accept it. So when I come back, I'm going to offer some tips on how to have a healthy family relationship and to be mindful of those toxic relationships. I mean, those to toxic traits so you can avoid them. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Okay, everybody, welcome back. So listen, this episode is definitely heavy. It's not like the first two parts of this series because I really wanted to put emphasis on the fact that this family relationship, this that every single one of us has, it's the blueprint of every single relationship that we will encounter in our lives. And how we handle our family relationship will dictate how we handle other relationships outside of our family. And what I said earlier was this relationship is a relationship that you've been building since you were a baby up until now. You've watched the same cousins or same brother and sister grow up and the same aunt and uncles come for Christmas and Thanksgiving and the same grandmother, you know, cook and have the whole family. I'm like, these are the same people that you've seen for years and you've seen different things and you've watched different things and you've experienced different things with these same people. And to be with these same people for so many years, it, you, I mean, it, you can't help, it cannot help but to form how you view other relationships outside of family. But a lot of times we get dealt hands when it comes to our families that aren't the best, you know what I'm saying? Different types of family members, you know, do this type of thing or have this type of trade and it's maybe not healthy, but it's just something that you learn because it's all you grew up knowing. And so now you're taking that unhealthy trade and you're bringing it to other relationships and you're kind of wondering why they aren't successful. Well, I'm going to give you some tips on when it comes to your family, how to maybe even help 
create a healthy environment for with your family or even help create some healthy traits with your family and at the same time also kind of help you deal with some of the toxic or slash unhealthy traits in your family because we did speak about generational cycles and how stuff has just been passed down for years that no one has stepped up and said it's going to stop with me but have just kind of allowed it to just kind of keep going and also because maybe they didn't even notice but here are some tips that can help combat, you know, unhealthy traits in relation in your relationship with your family and to maybe even kind of help with your family to create a healthy family. Number one, communication. If you've listened to part one and two, you will realize that communication will keep coming up in relationships. So especially for family, communicate with your family. Ask, kind of ask some of the people in your family, hey, what's, um, what was, what was grandma like? Or what was great grandmother like? If you know, if you can remember, like I, I, the other day it was so crazy. I had just asked my mom about, um, her grandmother, my great grandmother, and just kind of asked about some traits, um, about her because I wanted to get perspective, um, on any type of generational cycle that I maybe was not aware of, or maybe that I had been experiencing that I did not know that, um, that my mom or that my grandma, um, had experienced. Um, so I asked about, you know, my great grandmother and just kind of, you know, got some perspective on some things. So communicate, ask around, um, even if you have issues with a, um, a family member, communicate with them. I know a lot of times we we're in this generation now where we're just like, this person made me mad. So they're cut off or, um, I didn't like what they said, cut off, or I don't like what they did cut off, but nobody ever wants to communicate and talk about the problem. So I'm saying tips for the, um, a healthy family or with dealing with toxic issues, communicate, use your words. Remember when we talked about being assertive, I don't like how you said this to me, or I do not appreciate how this went, how you said this, or, Hey, I don't like how we fell out about this. Like, let's communicate. Like, let's talk. Let's not cut off all the time, but let's communicate. So with communication, you can also, you can use that as a, a way to find out what's common in the family and what's been going down the generational line. And you can also use communication to kind of um, patch up some holes with some family members that maybe have been open because nobody really wanted to communicate. Maybe that was one of the traits that nobody is really good at communicating. You can be the first one to be the first generation to learn how to communicate. Like I say, it can start with you. Number two, heal. Y'all, this is such a big one in families. This is, I like, I can't even stay on this topic long because then we will have to have a part two, a part one, two, three, four of the relationship of families. So I, I'm, I can't even stay on this one long, but definitely heal. I saw this Facebook meme. Well, it wasn't a meme, but it was like somebody's Twitter um, post. And it said, I couldn't heal because I kept pretending I wasn't hurt. Whew. Heal. H-E-A-L. Okay. There are some things y'all that have happened in families that nobody wants to talk about. People feel like in the family that it happened so long ago. So just let it go. But people are still walking around in families who have not healed from stuff that happened to them or was said about them years ago. Y'all, if you want to help your family become healthy, or you want to get rid of some toxic traits, you have got to heal. You have got to heal. I, 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 don't, I know for me, 
like super transparent moment. There were so many issues that I was going through, um, not with my whole family, but just kind of like parts of my family and stuff I hadn't healed from in years that I legit had to, I started therapy for it because, you know, it, it's difficult to keep all that stuff bottled in and not have a way to process through it and, and get over it. And what ends up happening is when you don't heal you carry that stuff with you and then it just begins to have it just begins to like spill over on every single thing that you're doing so number two you've got to heal you cannot heal if you're pretending that you're not hurt if something hurts you and your your situation may not be as deep as needing therapy it may just need you to pull that person aside and have a conversation with them or it may um, require you to have to kind of break some things off because there are some times where you have to break things off and it, you, it just can't stay there you just have to just break it off but you've got to heal from whatever it is in your family relationship that hurts you because you cannot move on with that hurt being on you so I got to move on because like I said I can't even stay there number <laughs> number three patience patience I think will always be one of the traits when you're dealing with relationships because it's required whether you're dealing with a romantic partner your friends or your family y'all you got to have patience everybody's not going to get it the first time and especially if it's something that's generational it's generational cycles are hard to break and the people who step up and break them I'm telling you it's a battle it's a uphill battle if you've if you have a generation of people who just quit school um and never finish it by the time it hits you and you're struggling in school or struggling with your work or it's it's difficult for you it just makes sense amen what my my grandpa did it my dad did it my mom did it my cousins did it cool so that's fine with me it's easier to do but you've got to have patience to overcome these things when it comes to these toxic when it comes to these toxic traits in family sometimes it takes patience for you to be able to figure out the situation and how to end the toxic the tox the toxicity of it i think that's right if i'm wrong i somebody correct me but i think that's it to end that because it it doesn't go away in a day it's y'all like i <laughs> i heard um this this pastor michael todd say um if you've been crazy for years you cannot expect for that to end in a week <laughs> or in three days you have to have patience you have to have to have patience and you can't be so easy to give up man I tried it three times and it didn't work okay keep trying keep trying somebody has to be the one somebody has to be the one so you have to have patience if you're gonna overcome those toxic traits or you gotta have patience to deal with that maybe that family member that doesn't get it the first time or that family member um, they, they call it the black sheep of the family. How you have to have patience with them because there was something that happened that that person became the black sheep. And you can't always just jump on the bandwagon with everybody else and just say, oh, yeah, they're they're like this because you don't you don't know why they're like that. So patience is the biggest thing ever. You have to have patience. And y'all, that fourth one, you have to know when enough is enough. You have got to know that family member that does not want to change and you're constantly trying to you know help and they still do not want your help 
You have to know when enough is enough and you just kind of step back and allow what you've poured into them to take effect. And I am so guilty of this because I want to be superwoman and I want to help (laughs) and I want everybody to be okay and I want everything to be good. And so I have this really bad thing of over exerting myself when it comes to trying to help people, not just in my family, but with everything, but specifically talking about family. And I've had to learn, okay, Ashley, you have poured into them you've said enough you've given them great perspective they've heard you now they just kind of have to let it process so you just kind of have to step back and y'all that's not quitting at all you have to step back some time for your own peace and for your own sanity because you cannot help someone fill them up if you're on e okay you cannot that I kind of liked it. That's, that was really good. I'm going to say that again. You cannot <laughs> fill somebody up if you're on empty. Okay? You have got to learn to step back. You've got to learn how to step back and let yourself recharge and fill up. Because believe me, if you said and done everything and it came from the bottom of your heart because you really wanted that person to get help or you really wanted to help that person or you wanted to see the good of that person and you've expressed that and you've done nothing but um do your best for that person it's you it'll process I truly truly believe that it'll process it may not process when you want it to process you may want it to process like right then you just want to be like yes now take it all in and do better but it may not work like that if that person has um been mean majority of their life they're not gonna get it together in a day you know what I'm saying if if that person's temper has always been just a short fuse it's not gonna get better the first time you talk to them so you have to learn when enough is enough I've poured into them I've given them everything that they needed But it's time for me to step back from my own peace and for my own sanity so I can recharge, so I can be a better person for them when they need me. So communication, you need to heal, you need to have patience, and you need to know when enough is enough. And y'all, this last one is not like a super, I mean, it is a super point point, but it's not like, I mean, it is actually, it really is. Y'all, at the end of the day, with our crazy, goofy overwhelming stressful supporting loving weird family we gotta love them you know what I'm saying we have got to love them so many family members in our so many people in our family y'all you would be amazed at how if you were to ask some of them do they feel loved or do they do they feel supported you'd be surprised how some of them will actually say no And while we're sitting here thinking they're just mean to be mean, a lot of them, they have so many internal things that they're battling, so many mental things that they're, they're battling and they just need for you to just to love them. Hey, cause I saw, you know what I'm saying? You could have got mad, but you didn't. You actually handled that really good. I love you. I'm proud of you. Or, Hey sis, you know what I'm saying? You did really good on that test. I know you wanted to give up, but you didn't. I just want to let you know. I love you. Calls, text messages, emails, y'all, those things go a such a long way. You know what I'm saying? Just shooting a quick text. Hey auntie, I was thinking about you. I just wanted to let you know. I love you. Like you just don't know. Like those fans, sometimes those family members just need a, I love you. Or I'm, I'm proud of you or I'm supporting you or just a hug or a high five or a dap or whatever. So love is, is so important. It's so important. And y'all, it's hard. 
it's really hard. It's, it, sometimes you have some family members that you just want to just grab them by the neck <laughs> and just like, but you know, at the end of the day, it's family and they may not be perfect. They may have made mistakes, but so have you. And just like you need love, they need it too. So I really, like I said, I really hope this episode really helped. Like I said, it's not butterflies and rainbows, like the romantic and the friend one, but it's definitely something that, you know, is really important because a lot of people don't talk about the relationship of family. That's just kind of one we put on the back burner because we're so used to it. We want to, you know, talk about the romantic and the friend because those are new, but like those, that family relationship, if that foundation isn't solid, those other relationships crumble. So kind of evaluate, looking at, look at your family this week. Maybe there's some things that you kind of need, uh, some holes you need to patch up with some family members, or they may need to patch up with you, maybe a phone call or a text. Cause sometimes somebody has to be the bigger person. And if you haven't spoken to this family member in like six years, because y'all fell out over money or something they said, you know, or something like that, life is short. You never know. So you might want to just kind of, you know, be the bigger person and shoot that person a text and just kind of see what's up. You never know. That person may have been trying to reach out to you and you um, made the first step and it helped them because they they didn't even know how to communicate with you. So communication, heal, patience, and know when enough is enough. I'm Ashley Gray. I will hope you have a fantastic week. Hey. So, you know you don't have to wait until Sunday to hear an episode of Girl Code 101, right? Go to anchor.fm slash girlcode101. As soon as you click on that link, it will take you to any platform that you listen to podcasts. Whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you go, go to any one of those links and you can listen to any episode of Girl Code 101 that has already been released. Make sure, though, that you continue to tune in every Sunday at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time to hear the latest episode of Girl Code 101. Remember, these are great tips, but if you apply them, they will change your life.